And on this week's episode of Everyday Inspirational Podcast, I will be speaking to the lovely Zoe Wheeler, who runs two businesses whilst juggling an 18-month-year-old, a very energetic toddler. And previously, she worked in the music industry making videos, and pre-COVID, was a project manager in live events, music, film, and corporate. She also started her new business called Nettlefold, inspired by her granddad who had written her poems when she was little and they sell greeting cards and stationery and her inspirational story is all about you're never too old for a fresh start. So welcome Zoe to the Everyday Inspirational Podcast. Could you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from and what you do? Hi there. Um, yeah, I'm Zoe. I live in Oxfordshire. Um, I've been in Oxfordshire for about three years now and um, I run my own business. I have a day job, which is called Eureka, working in the music industry and events industry. And I also have a passion project, which will hopefully be my day job one day, called Nettlefold, selling stationery and greetings cards and happy gifts. Lovely, thank you. And could you share your inspirational story? Yes, yeah, so um, I've worked in the music industry since I was about 18 years old. So doing the maths, that's probably about 25 plus years. Um, it was always my passion. I was always really driven. That's all I ever wanted to do. I think when I was little, my dad always had that feeling of, you know, one day she'll get a proper job. And um, but yeah, I think I got into my 30s and was still working in music and I was having a great time. I had amazing friends. I was living in London, but I realised that I was missing out on romance, I suppose, for want of a better word. I really wanted to meet somebody. I really wanted a family. I was definitely playing a young girl's game. I suppose everybody in the industry is quite young and youthful. And I knew there was more to life, but it was really, really hard to meet people. As much as London's a busy place, it can actually be quite isolating. Um, but so when I got into my late 30s, I saw an opportunity in the company I was at. I was at Sony Music um, to actually get redundancy. And as much as it was a scary prospect, I just knew that I needed something to change in my life, something to shift to try and change everything else in my life. And I knew that work, as we all know, is a, you know really is our takes up the majority of our time. And I needed to meet, meet new people and change it up a bit. So uh, I managed to get redundancy. I set up my own business called Eureka. And I actually fortunately carried on doing a little bit of what I was doing before, which was music videos, but started to branch out into events. Um, this was probably it's around 2015. I was just coming up to my 40th birthday, quite a big sort of monumental age, I suppose, for that transition. And um, it just opened my eyes actually to a different world. I started to work in events that weren't just music based. And I started to get interested in things like rock climbing and outdoor pursuits. And it reminded me of my childhood actually, because I'd grown up in the Surrey countryside, um, very much an outdoorsy, animal loving person, um, and just started to meet new people. It was amazing. Um, but quite sadly, around that same sort of time after a year or two of being freelance, working in those that world, and my mum got quite poorly. Um, it wasn't terminal, it was a form of cancer, but it took a long time to get diagnosed. So she was, it was affecting her lungs. She was quite weak. Um, she had to have chemo. But being in London, um, I wasn't too far from where she lived down in Surrey. And I was able to go home and see her quite a bit and help her out around the house because I was obviously freelance. So um, 
things were ticking on quite quite okay but she did start to sort of deteriorate a bit and I was obviously myself and my family quite worried um I'm an only child my mum and dad aren't together anymore although amicable so a lot of the pressure was on me I did feel a lot of pressure but I suppose I was just sort of had the blinkers on really life was looking looking okay um and around um a year or two around her after her diagnosis I actually met met a guy at an event um and it, I genuinely at that point at sort of early 40s just thought it was never going to happen. I honestly thought I was going to be on the shelf. I was going to be a spinster cat lady, crazy cat lady, living in London, still sort of chasing party. Um, and I really genuinely, I think even when I met him, his name's Marcus, um, even then I don't think I believed anything was going to come of it. I think because I was so disillusioned by by blokes. I thought they were all complete assholes basically. Um, but he turned out to be a good egg. And he lived in Gloucester and I was in London and we were having quite a nice sort of long, I said, well, really long distance, but we were meeting up every weekend. And he came home after just being a few months together, he came home and met my mum. She took us out for lunch and it was just all, you know, everything was looking quite rosy. But within a few months um, after meeting him, mum did take quite a nasty turn and she deteriorated. But she went into the hospital, she started to pick up again, things were looking good again, she was re reacting well to chemo, so I really didn't sort of think anything of it, and Marcus and I were going well, business was going well, I thought this is great, and at that point Marcus and I were thinking we might sort of move in together, so um, it was 2017, I was going home for Christmas, I had spent a day or two with mum, and I told her one evening that, I was dreading telling her actually that Marcus and I were going to move in together, I think just because I didn't want her to think I was leaving her or disappearing away too far from, from where she was. Um, and she was obviously thrilled for me. She, she loved him. She knew he was a good guy. She knew I was going to get looked after. And whether you think this is a, a sort of, I don't know what, what the right word is, a, a sort of a moment, but sadly the next morning, mum didn't wake up. She, um, yeah, she'd lost her fight. She was obviously very weak. She's pretty fed up with her life. She was very, uh, wasn't able to do all the things she was going to do in her 70s. She was always a very, very outdoorsy, go get em kind of lady. She'd had amazing holidays. She'd come to Glastonbury with me. She'd been to South America for four weeks. Um, so it was real shock to the system. It absolutely floored me. It knocked me for six. I didn't see it coming. I didn't, you know, things were starting to be great. For, you know, things are looking great in my life. And losing her, I just genuinely didn't know what to do. I was a complete loss. And obviously, being on my own as far as sort of family support was concerned, that made it a lot harder um so but at the same time she I guess you could say she passed away knowing that I was going to get looked after whether or not there was she was able to let go maybe she had been holding on for months I don't know I some there's so many things even now I wish I could ask her and and find out from her but obviously I just have to keep going um but I think once I was in that haze of of grief which obviously everybody goes through no matter whether you can plan for it or it's unexpected or whatever I called Marcus up that day and said, um, uh, can you can you meet me in London? We literally spent our first Christmas together, even though I think after only being together five months, I don't think he was expecting our first Christmas to be under those sorts of circumstances and so soon. But he really stepped up. He was amazing. He was a total rock. Um, cliche, I know, but he really was. But and within a few weeks, I suppose, I was having to sort of knuckle down and deal with all the logistics of, of, of kind of the estate and her house and all this kind of stuff. But I genuinely at that point had this bit of a sort of sodded attitude, you know, what am I doing? Why have I been in London chasing this dream for so long? Yes, I've got this great job. I could be anywhere. 
and just at that point said to Marcus let's let's move in together let's do it and he was totally up for it and I literally moved to Oxfordshire from London within three months of losing mum I just up sticks and just rented on my own to be nearer him to get out of London and to really change it up um it's terrifying actually because I didn't know anybody in the area I was completely doing this on my own I first I was relatively near London it's not like I was going to Australia or anything um so yeah I had this sort of I don't it's horrible to say this but sometimes you almost think like it took such a tragedy to give me this kick that perhaps I was needing for a long time to get out I think being in London you get caught in this rat race cycle and even if I changed even though I changed my jobs I think there's a little part of me was still pining and sort of not really wanting to change anything too drastically in my life but it really did it, it sort of losing mum just gave me this sort of I guess new lease of life shall we say thinking right I've got to sort myself sort myself out and get on with things and and start the new phase of my life I guess you could say so um and then within a few months of moving to Oxfordshire I fell pregnant um we were it was planned don't you it wasn't like some accident or anything we were wanting to start a family we just didn't think it would happen quite so quickly I was 43 at this point so it really did you know it was we didn't think we were we were very lucky it was a little miracle to be honest it really did feel like a little miracle and so knowing that we were about to start a family of our own um I was sort of starting this whole new chapter of my life I was going through all my mum's things I'd obviously sort of cleared out our house and had to sell the house and everything which was my childhood home and while I was going through all our things I found these poems that my granddad my dad's dad had written for me when I was little um so I knew it was I knew I knew they were there I just hadn't seen them for 20 odd years they were sort of buried away in the attic and amongst those things was this beautiful leather bound book with all the best poems which my godmother had actually done illustrations for and I think they just completely transported me back to that five-year-old me of the beauty of childhood the magic of childhood and I didn't really have any children in my life having no nieces or nephews obviously friends had had kids but um suddenly it was a sort of knowing that I was going to have a child of my own it really started to make me think about what childhood's all about how wonderful childhood can be and I completely was transported back and it, it started to bring happy memories back of my mum because I think all that time I was just a bit I was angry at what had happened I was angry I'd lost her so soon I was angry that I hadn't had a chance to tell her what was going on in my life or let her see what Marcus and I were doing and let her know that she was going to be a grandma um, but having these poems in my life, I just sort of, I don't know, it just felt like a really serendipitous moment. Um, the business, so, so I basically, I thought, right, first and foremost, I'd love to share these poems with my little boy. Um, but I got started to get a little nugget of an idea thinking, I was telling my friends about this story and they were like, oh, these poems are amazing. Oh my gosh, they're so lovely. And, you know, and, and I started to realise that maybe not just me will be enjoy, would, would be the one enjoying them. So I started to come up with a little idea of setting up a new little sideline business, which um, I ended up calling Nettlefold, which was the name of my mum's house, my childhood home. Um, and it was really just a bit of a passion project, but it's sort of, run, I wouldn't say run away with itself, but it really has given me, again, like another surge of positive uh, positivity, I guess. It's made me feel really kind of driven because when I was in music from the age of 11, I said, I want to work with pop stars. I was so driven and so ambitious from the age of 11 wanting to do music. And ever since then, um, I'd never had anything else that had driven me. Nothing else had really given me that, 
uh, buzz in my tummy, you know, the butterflies to, to really make me think this, this is something I want to do until I found these poems and I started to talk to people. And it's been so nice that at 40, nearly 46 now, I have an 18 month old child, which I never thought would happen. I've got a partner who's still with me, which I never thought would happen. I've got a whole new life. Um, yes, my mum's missing in it. And it's, I, I was literally, I was driving my little boy to nursery today. And I realized, I think about her all the time and I don't know about anybody else, but my dreams through lockdown have been so vivid and she's in all of them. And I don't know if it's because the last year, I, I launched Nettlefold in March last year, 2020. And my little boy was only about six months old. Um, everyone thinks I'm mad. So I had a day job. I had no maternity leave, trying to keep some money coming in and launch Nettlefold. But they do say, you know, give, give all the jobs to someone who's already got too much to do. Um, and I've just really kind of realizing that mum is in my life every day. She's in my dreams all the time at the moment. By doing Nettlefold, I've kind of reinvigorated myself. I feel like I have a connection to my home and, and, and my old life still. And it's just sort of made me realize that at 45, where I thought I literally was on the crap heap, <laughs> thinking that, you know, oh my God, this is my life. I'm gonna be that crazy old spinster with the red wine glass and the cats. I've actually got a whole different perspective now and um, I never don't feel like I'm never too old to to try something new because I genuinely never thought I'd be where I am now. I never thought in a million years that I'd be where I am now and let God rest her soul. Um, it's all, all down to mum, I think. <laughs> oh, I love that. I mean, your your story is, has so, so many um, like twists and turns in it that my listeners will, will resonate with from loss to um, positivity to understanding to um, you know understanding that um, the new sense of through loss you've gained something so much as well within it uh, and I just I, I love I, I love listening to it I'm a bit speechless <laughs> <laughs> like me if anybody has listened to this before normally I have something to say but I'm a bit speechless because I I just I think that your story is just amazing on so many levels of how your journey has come and where it is now and especially during these times during lockdown not only have you got your own personal grief there but it seems that you're giving other people this little bit of hope and the resonance of childhood yeah. again and keeping that memory and they're just so many different inspiring sections of it that I love. Oh, thank you. I think as well with, I'm an absolute uh, fan of the handwritten word, of handwriting and writing letters. Um, and there's something I think that connects in particular because my, my son will never know his grandma. And that makes me, I'm scared, upset now, makes me sad every day that he's not gonna have the relationship with her that I had with my grandparents. Um, and I just now as well, being where we're at, obviously it looks like, and let God hope things are picking up now, but a lot of grandparents, you know, it sounds tragic, but they're coming to the, guess, the latter part of their lives. They live for their grandchildren. Every grandparent I know lives for their grandchildren. My granddad, li grandparents lived for me or through me, should we say. Um, and that's apparent through my granddad's words. You know, the poems he wrote for me, they just really do uh, make you feel so positive um, 
uh, about how much the, the, the love and the connection that is there. And um, that's why I just think it's really important now more than ever to really connect with our families and with the ones we can't be with. And through the poems that I've got and greeting cards and le writing letters and happy little poems, I just think little jotting down little things, I just think are so important. And it's something that I really wanna encourage my little boy to do. I mean, even to the point that, yes, sending a WhatsApp message to check in with somebody is, is just as important if you feel, you know, someone might be struggling, no matter how, what mode of communication you use. But to receive something through the post that isn't a bill, or isn't a you know a boring letter from the government? Then it, it's just it can mean the world to to, to the old dears, should we say the oldies? Um, I know my dad loves receiving the cards that I send him, and Roman attempts to send him. Um, and I think yeah, it's the one way that I feel like I've still got a connection to my mum, and a way that I can talk to my son about her through these things that I've done, and talking about these little characters that me and my granddad made up that he wrote these happy words about the little bunny and the little elephant and the slugs and the snails and things. So, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously that what's so sad, I think as well, is that it did, it took something so horrid to make me, to, to give me confidence to change my life. And I just wished I'd had the confidence to do it anyway. Um, that's the one thing I'd say is that it's given, you know, I'm, I'm genuinely in such a better place than I have been for a very long time. And I've suffered from depression on and off over the years. I really have my mental health has, always, has been known to be quite wobbly over the years. And um, I really know how to manage that and how to handle it now. But um, I just uh, feel that the, the life I've been able to create for myself and I have made it happen myself, you know, it's, it's yes, there's a bit of sort of, luck and fate in there but I think it's having faith that that can happen to anybody and no matter how old you are like I say my mum and my dad sort of without getting too personal on their behalf you know they split up when I was very very young but my mum always really wanted to be with him and one reason or other it didn't work out but she just got to a point in her it took her a long time she just thought sod it that rainy day might never come, you know, saving for that rainy day in that old fashioned way. So she just started to get out and do stuff. She used to, like I say, she did these most amazing holidays. I thought she was crazy. And then, like I said, I used to have to work at Glastonbury sometimes. And she's right, I want to come to Glastonbury. What? And she's all right. And she was, you know, Neil Diamond was playing that year. That was a bonus for her. And she stayed in a little B&B off site. And she just had this amazing sort of lust for life and passion even in her 70s and I just think right I need to make sure I keep some of that in me no matter how old I am I've got to keep that love. and I just think that's a really nice sort of way to be and something I really need to try and instill in my little boy as well um that kind of just getting out there and grabbing every opportunity and if it feels a little bit scary then I think it's even more reason for doing it I love that I love that I love that you're that you're you're managing to keep the essence of your mum alive and also because it, it you can hear it in your voice that sadness but using your grandpa um, and how he was with you to to bring it to life with you and having that resonance and also you can see how much um, that really inspires you to make sure that you're living every single moment and you're going to make sure that your your um, little boy does exactly the same. So I know that you've given lots of advice there, but um, which is amazing. If there was just one more piece of advice for the listeners, if you could kind of 
narrow something that that you I know that we've we've touched on loads there around um, that obviously sometimes it takes adversity before we actually make massive changes but if there was something else what would you give my listeners a piece of advice about I just think it's to embrace a little bit of fear sometimes do I mean literally it's a bit of a cliche but do something that scares you um I've been very fortunate to meet a group of women who are a lot of them are mums who have set up new businesses um it's a little networking group and they're they're local to me it's sort of I, I've sort of stumbled across them but it's created a wonderful network of friendships for me locally I've suddenly got this amazing group of friends I never thought I'd have and I think that so many of them have come from all sorts of walks of life they've been makeup artists they've been um worked in advertising they've worked in supermarkets they've done all sorts of things but perhaps motherhoods for some of them but not all of them some they've just decided for whatever reason they want to change it up they want to train in something different they want to do something different they want to learn a new hobby and they've just gone out and done it um I appreciate sometimes money is an issue and time is an issue when you've got children but I do think if there's anything you can do and you have the capacity to do it, then you should do it. Give it a try. Um, no matter that, what what might be holding you back, have a, have a dream and a focus. Even if you do it in a year's time, plan for it. Um, because I think you're never too old. Life's too life is too short. And if it's a bit scary, then I think it's all the more reason to do it because you feel so good when you've done it or when you've achieved it or when you're doing it. You know, um, I think that's the main thing is just do do something that scares you, do something that's going to challenge you because um, it is the most rewarding feeling. And don't let it don't let a, a, a horrible tragedy or, you know, uh, a horrible situation get get, to, you know, don't let that, something like that become something that, that drives you drive yourself anyway. You don't need something horrible in your life in order to do something good. Um that makes sense have I walked <laughs> sense it does I think you're winding it up that life is too short you're never too old go out your comfort zone do something that scares you and don't wait until some tragedy makes you have to do it do it today yeah. because life is short yeah you know? I, I took up I took up rock climbing when I was 41 and um it's I have had more fun doing that than I've ever had doing anything and it's it's yeah. It's, you know, it's just doing something different that I really never thought in a million years I would do. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the best. That, that's my, that was my mum. That's my mum's ethos. So I think we should all live by that. <laughs> I think that's such a great one because sometimes we see so much in our fear and especially over the last year, it's been consuming us with fear. So I think actually using that to drive us to have that passion and change um, is amazing. Thank yeah. you, Zoe. So where can people uh, get a hold of you? Um, like if they wanted to uh, buy your products or any other things or where is it? The, yeah, the I'd, I'd say Instagram is where I'm most active. It's um, and it's it's quite it's a personal page. I mean, yes, I've put products on there, but it's very you see look, there's a bit of baby spam on there. There's definitely some dog and cat spam on there. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's uh, Nettlefold Home is the handle, Nettlefold Home for, for Instagram and Facebook as well. But, yeah, that's probably the best place. I do I do little quizzes. I do little competitions. I, I'm running a little poetry competition at the moment for little ones. So I try and make it fun. It's not too salesy. <laughs> 
Wonderful, wonderful. So all Zoe's links will be below this podcast, along with all the details and an overview of what we've just been talking about as well. But um, I just want to say thank you again. I've loved your story. Uh, it's really inspired me listening to it. Um, and I just want to say thank you for the listeners for listening today. <laughs>